0: Hello and welcome to this, our third episode of the Ozarin Podcast. Today, Brian and Dave were joined by Ash, as I'm unable to be present. This episode, we'll be talking about adult games, and also covering some information from the Tokyo Game Show, uh, including games such as Resident Evil 7, Final Fantasy 15, and The Last Guardian. As always, we would just like to let you know that there is some adult language used in this podcast, so if you've got sensitive ears, maybe consider... Turning off the podcast. If you don't stick around and um yeah, enjoy the show. I'll be back next week. Catch you all later. Oh hiya, welcome to the podcast. Hello. Hi. How's it going? I'm sleepy. I am not bad sleep. I'm good, I'm good. No Liam this week. Good although, although uh
1: He's been banished to the dungeon.
0: Yeah, I think he's in Glasgow.
2: He's in he's in Glasgow, he's in Philadelphia, I think. Right,
0: so, should we do introductions?
2: Yeah, sure. I'm Dave, I was here last week.
0: I'm Brian, I was also here last week.
1: I'm Ash, I'm New.
2: Well, she's only here so we can make our podcast less sexist.
1: That's true, you do need a token woman.
0: Yes, as a result of all of the complaints we received last week about well, the, uh, the... All the non-complaints. All the non-complaints, apart from that one complaint.
2: We shouldn't laugh as much.
0: We shouldn't laugh as much, right. Is this that
1: is... a real complaint?
2: Yeah.
0: This has to be a super serious... Hey, none of that. This is a super serious podcast.
1: Super serious.
0: <laughs> so Dave, you're in charge.
2: Oh am I? Yeah. Okay. Well I suppose I came up with like all the topics because everybody else forgot.
0: You did?
1: So, I didn't know I had to be here, so
2: in terms of video games, it was the Tokyo Game Show. Ooh. Um which ran from, was it Tuesday till today? Uh, well, the press conference days were Tuesday, Wednesday, and it was open Thursday, um, today, Sunday, in Makuhari Mese in Tokyo, um, which is a big convention center as far, I am um, aware. Sony had the conference on Tuesday. It sucked. There was nothing there that was interesting. Um, and in fairness, they have just had the big
0: PlayStation meeting, and like, did they not have a whole bunch of announcements shortly before that as well?
2: Yeah, they've they've been like pretty much all guns blazing like since E3 up until now, and They were like,
1: yeah, they just like said you well. fuck it when it came to the Tokyo Game Show. Yeah, just, yeah.
2: I mean, uh, one of the biggest, um, the, one of the biggest announcements was at the conference was um, for the PSVR. They showed this Resident Evil trailer, and it was built on for Resident Evil One up until Seven. And they're like, oh look, here's all the. Big Resident Evil games, you remember them? Everybody likes them except like six. Don't they forget about six because it sucked? Um, and they're like, "Oh, Resident Evil 7? But what's next? And it was—I'm not making this up. It is a VR computer-generated concert starring Ciel. Oh, I've I've seen that. I've seen all the adverts <laughs> for it.
0: I—it seems a bit desperate.
2: Yeah, but I'll tell you something. I went to the video on the Biohazard um, official YouTube channel. And it had 90% likes. So the Japanese don't mind it. Okay, so the, the video's not actually out yet, though? No, it's coming out for the launch of PSVR, as far as I'm aware. Well. Cool. Um, but that is what Capcom are doing for the launch. Um, obviously, like, um, Resident Evil 7 itself will compete, be compatible. But we'll get to that in a bit. Um, what else was there? Uh, Koei Tecmo made a couple of announcements. There is a Musu, well, Dynasty Warriors, mm-hmm. um, All-Stars game. Which has Ninja Gaiden, Dynasty Warriors, and um Atelier characters involved in it. So it's like they're just all Eco all Techno's characters are just getting in there and they're all gonna have a, a grand old time and a brawl. Cool.
1: Like Argy Bargy.
2: Yeah. Um what else? Um I think a couple of things got delayed. Uh the fractured but Whole, the South Park <laughs> game. It's still a funny name. Um that got delayed to January. The quarter one, twenty seventeen. It was meant to launch in December, I think. Um The last Guardian has now been delayed for December. It was meant to come out at the end of October. What's what's another two months? Eh? And that's it. Long um, long everything everything is moving. for like October, and like I think it's new. Like most things are launching in January, and February. Yeah. Um, so Persona Five pretty much has a clean slate for the entire like winter season in Japan, which I'm sure Atlas will be perfectly happy with.
0: Yeah. Do you think it's it's potentially uh, that release that's forced people to move things back, or is it just reshuffling?
2: Three years ago, would have said no. Now I would probably say that's actually a high possibility. It's, it, there's a lot of hype around that game in Japan yeah. just now. That that like Persona, like it's, especially in Japan, but especially in the West as well. Like in the West, it's much bigger than it was even like like I said three years ago. Yeah, like Persona Four has got such a big following around that now. Um Persona 3's where it kinda of started the game in Steam, but Persona 4 changed the game a bit. Um came at the right time as well because like at the time like JRPGs in general were on a bit of a downslope. Final Fantasy had been shooting blanks for a while. Um you had the launch of 14, which not many people like to remember. Um, and 13, which not many people like to remember. And sure. the 13 sequels, which not many people like to remember. Mm. Um, so Persona Atlas, I should really say, has had a great opportunity to push not only Persona but the Shin Megami Tensei series as well. That you've had SMT four, um SMT Crossfire Emblem, um that's not its actual name, but I think that was well received and stuff like that. Um so they've had a they've had a good opportunity to establish the their series, yeah, and in lieu of everything that. They, they've they certainly
0: built a really big franchise around uh, Persona Three, Persona Four, and and now uh, Persona Five as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I caught the pilot episode of the the anime this week, mm-hmm. um, which is up on Crunchyroll.
1: So confusing.
0: I I think it's there's possibly a lot in there that um, fans of the series will get. Um,
1: yeah, I've never actually played it, it, any of the it does games. follow
0: the same kind of archetype, you know. Mm. Um, there's There's a bad guy. He's uh, his psyche is messing with him. They go to the other realm, and then they have to battle a monster version of him. It it follows a really kind of like um, familiar pattern
2: throughout the games. It's like um, for what I played before. It's like you have your team, and you get them over the course of the game, Um, and then like first half of the day, you'll piss a bit. You'll do like general activities. And four you were based in the school. I think you were based in the school in three as well. I don't know about five. I'm presuming you are as mm.
0: a based in the school. Uh, there was an anime. Uh, <laughs> there was an anime. There was a school in the anime. Uh, right. They all they we were all school students. Yeah. School so they'll them.
2: be in school again.
0: Yeah, because sure. there's there's a really nice mix between um, the the stuff that you do the the action RPG mm. a- area of it, and then the like kind of day to day stuff. Yeah. And um, where you have to, it's it's almost like a dating sim, really. Yeah. You, you level your it. character. You talk to hotties.
1: Kind of like in Danganronpa.
0: Yeah, yeah, I guess it's... You it's do, I mean, you've
1: that. got, like, generic bits and pieces that you have to do, day-to-day things, you can buy gifts, all that kind of stuff. But yeah. obviously, ultimately, you're looking to figure so out... So that's, I think works. that's,
2: like, appealing a lot to, like, the Japanese... Demog- well, it's well, more so the Western one now as well, but, like, the Japanese demographic at the time when Persona 4 released. Mm. Like, dating sims have been a big thing in Japan for, since, like, day dot. Um, Like, you, you can trace them back to, like, the PC Engine, um, even SNES, um, Super Fam- Super Famicom. Yeah. Sorry, I should say. We've um, got Tokyo Making Memorial, um, PC ninety eight, uh, PC ninety eight stuff like True Love, True Love two. Um stuff like that, it's been gone for ages. So like it's a big thing.
0: I mean, even uh dating sim aside, it's it's almost like a social simulator because yeah. you, you have to like deal with day to day um activities like going to school and mm-hmm. then what you do after school yeah. and then there are consequences based on what you do. So it's I mean that that could you could even like draw in aspects of uh Japanese society and mm-hmm. uh like social interaction in Japan yeah. in, into that gameplay um style.
2: So, um, yeah, Persona 5 has pretty much a clean slate, at least until the end of November. Um, Square Enix know they're going to have to play catch-up a bit, which is why they announced a new PS4, um, the PS4 FF15 Luna Edition, they call it, which has a moon on the front of it. Oh, I've seen that. It's it's kind of...
1: Is that it? Is that literally all that?
2: it? It has a moon and um, the logo for FF15. Well, it's just the 15-bit XV, and the names of the characters under it. It actually looks alright, but it it's not, like, the best.
1: Yeah.
0: I guess um, it's okay if, if you like moons and stuff.
2: <laughs> for any moon fans out there. Yeah, man. Um, no, but, like, there are far, far better, like, limited edition consoles there. I mean, you've got, like, the Diamond Dogs PS4. Yeah. Like, nobody likes to talk about MGS5 anyway for a multitude okay. of different reasons, but that console is amazing looking. It's a very nice colour scheme, yeah, the right. red and the black. It looks great. It's got its NV controller that has, like, as in the specific colour scheme and stuff like that. The 15 PS4's controller just has 15 on one of the handles. That's all it has. Um, other than that, there wasn't much of note in the Sony conference. Um, what was of note was um, after that, like, a lot of other companies had small conferences and released trailers. Um, so one of the big ones that interested me was uh, Resident Evil 7. Mm. Um, how much do you guys know about Resident Evil 7?
0: About 7? Oh, yeah. Not a lot about 7. I've, I have watched the trailers that have been released so far. Yeah. Um, it's it's looking like it's kind of trying a new direction in mm-hmm. in that it's really going for this kind of grainy uh, horror feel where mm-hmm. you you are alone and it's not it, it I think they're trying to reclaim some of their reputation from the previous mm. action titles and take yeah. it back to survival horror. Yeah,
2: I
1: think um, that's what they need. Ultimately. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Um, I've been thinking about this for a while, actually. Like um, like you were saying about like it's it's been an action game since. You could probably claim since 3, um, right. or and the end of 3. Definitely 4. Definitely if, if 4, not. yeah, definitely 4. Code of Veronica, to some degree, because there is a couple of sections in Code of Veronica where like it's still a tank control RE game, but like, there's a lot more enemies in Code Veronica, and there's a lot more going on. But the reason I mentioned Code of Veronica is it's not just because Resident Evil became a series of action games, which it did. 4, 5, and 6 were all action games, third-person shooters. They were very quickly paced. Loads of enemies and stuff like that. But it's also because of the plot. Hmm. The plot changes a lot like, as of Code Veronica. Uh, which is, like I say, why I brought it up. It moved beyond, like, the first couple of games. Three is a bit of a... is a bit debatable, but the first couple of games, like, it's about people trying to survive and get out of a bad situation. Yeah. They are like it's, it's
0: the entire city is against you in, yeah. in two. It's like you're 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 the smallest thing there. Yeah.
2: Even if you are like a cop or a trained stars um agent, you have you're still like you're one against countless thousands of zombies. Yeah. Um so you have to get out. Um and, and the overarching theme of like what umbrella has been doing or like what the T virus is what The implications for it are like, or something in the background, and it doesn't like it's vague enough that you're like, What's going on, and how has it affected this situation? But it's never been like it was never big enough to like make you feel like it was like an epic no. thing, it, it was always like it dripped down.
0: It, it keeps you asking questions, mm. but your main priority is to survive, yeah, and that's that's what
2: holds your attention throughout the game, yeah. So. Um. That changed in Code Veronica, where um, Wesker came back for the dead, wearing sunglasses and did Matrix Lens. Do you remember that?
0: <laughs> no, no, but I, I kind of... Uh, so it was Resident Evil 5 uh, that he was in as well? He was in 5, yeah. And that that kind of had allusions to that as well. Like It, mm-hmm. it had the scenes in the mansion and stuff where he was doing the yeah. crazy Matrix-style kung fu.
2: It's stupid. Um it's
0: it's very supernatural, and rather than like kind of bio horror,
2: yeah, um, like it became more about like Whisker and like what like he was doing to like in terms of like global domination and all that kind of thing, and it got the the scale got far too big, so it was like it was this grand scale game. It was also an action game, but there were tr- it was still rooted in like horror, but the horror wasn't there anymore. You were just like running around shooting grotesque enemies. And there was like oh no, there's like global bioterrorism. That that's a thing. <laughs> that was happening. Um so they had no choice. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna go and say this actually, I might piss people off. But it was Resident Evil 4 fault. Okay. Um
0: Because it was so popular.
2: Yeah. Um Resident Evil 4 it, is a great game. It's a fantastic game. It's yeah. a fantastic game, but what has happened to Resident Evil since then? is resident Evil for fault. Sure. Um
0: it it's kind of it set this precedent where the, the other games have felt the need to approach that audience that it attracted.
2: Yeah. Um so they've had to scale back a bit. Seven is now very 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 small. So um you're in a mansion again. Right. A southern southern US plantation mansion in Louisiana. So um Explains the hex. So, yeah. You're um in a mansion with a lot of um rednecks, basically. Who Again, are trying to force you to eat In what, and of itself. Which they might be trying to force you to eat human body parts, we don't know. Yeah, so the, the
0: trailer showed uh, like your kind of stereotypical American Hillbilly. Mm. Um it it was like very kind of uh grindhouse horror. It's it's the dinner for the Texas Chainsaw Mascot. It is, yeah. yeah. It's it's that kind of grey, gr-
1: bloody Horrible...
0: <laughs> Almost like B-movie with the kind yeah. of props that were yeah. sitting around the table. All the, what, I, what I can only assume were body parts. Yeah.
1: yeah it definitely looked like some intestines were well, yeah. on the go on there.
0: Um, but yeah, there was the, the, the woman at the table was freaking out because you weren't eating the food. and yeah. She um, slaved
1: over that, you know. Over a hot stove to cook you those intestines. That son of a bitch it's wouldn't eat It's only rude... It, like, it's rude not to eat it.
0: So, th- I mean, this, this trailer is... It's really concerning. Like, it's quite creepy. Yeah. You're, you're watching through the eyes of this person who is, like trapped in this chair at this table with these these people who are clearly unhinged to say the mm. least and uh i mean so so my biggest concern is i'm really uh i'm not great with jump scare games or like yeah. like scary no, games like a pt freaked me out mm-hmm. and that arguably nothing happens you walk through a corridor and there's there's like maybe one or two things yeah. but just simply the atmosphere mm. i i was freaking out just walking around this corridor in loops pt has a
2: like have you played the Resident Evil Seven Devil? No. 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 PT feels <laughs> Of course he hasn't. <laughs> PT feels really different. P T is a different type of horror altogether. Like Resident Evil Seven has like
1: psychological Yeah, yeah like- it's like
2: typical
0: Japanese psychological horror where it's like the the environment itself is the
1: Enemy.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or or at least the, the, the thing that's there to scare you. I mean, yeah.
2: Everything It's it's the use of space and lighting and PT and sound as well. And sound. It looks foreboding and it looks scary, um, and then there's like all these wee hints at tropes as to what's actually happened. Like um, you hear, like oh, he's killed his wife who was pregnant, and then you see the fetus in the cycle. Yeah. Like, oh fuck! Um, it's just yeah. it's, it's loads of wee hints as to
0: this will make no sense to anyone that hasn't played it, and it's yeah. it's so it's not available anymore. But no. it, it it was quite a bizarre, abstract horror yeah. game. Um, but coming back to, to Resident Evil, yeah. so the the, the playable demo, you, you're walking around this mansion with someone else, right? Um, not
2: quite. Um, you you start off, you are. Uh, um, well, you actually start off seeing you being, like, attempted to be freed by another person. Um, and then you start waking up on the floor of a room. And then you can wander in the mansion and find, it, find some items. And one of the items you find is a videotape. You take it back to the room you were in and there's a old CRT telly a VHS player. Convenient. And you can play the tape, and then you play the character in that tape. Okay. And that shows you what's happened before you were in the house. So I think much like PT, this
0: is probably something I'm going to have to get Ashley to play. Yeah. And then I'll kind of like peek through, through my fingers as it's, I
2: play it. Like I say, it's a different, like, it's, there's a foreboding tension in the, tri- in the game, and it is scary, but it's it is a different type of horror for PT. You can tell it's taken cues for PT. Like, yeah, it has been in development since before PT was released. But that doesn't—that's not to say that it didn't take inspiration for PT, which so it has.
0: Do we think as well that um, if it does rapidly change direction in in terms of the storytelling and mm. the gameplay style, it will lose a lot of the momentum and the audience that it had? I mean, yeah. Arguably, Resident Evil Six was a completely different game. Yeah. Uh, I I don't even think that that perhaps I think it has attracted
2: a fan base? Well, I, I, I don't think so i mean people seem to like there are, there is like a small section of people in steam that seem to really enjoy it as an action game but not as a resident evil game yeah. Yeah. apparently it is actually quite i've never played it but apparently it is actually quite serviceable as an action game
0: i played the first few levels um, online um
1: yeah it's if if you ignore the fact that it's a resident evil game mm-hmm. and you ignore what the entire basis of resident evil is supposed yeah. to be then yeah it's it's a perfectly playable game, it's enjoyable but as an addition to the Resident Evil franchise, it just wasn't, it, it didn't hit That's the mark. Dark, yeah. And
0: it's it's a shame because it kind of it penned itself as being a culmination of all the events so far in the Resident Evil mm-hmm. universe coming yeah. coming to a, a head. Yeah,
2: because you could play as you could play as, well uh, the, the bald guy is Wesker's clone yes. right? Um, that might be a spoiler but I don't care. Um, <laughs> Tough.
0: Chris is back in it.
2: Chris is back, and Leon is back. And yeah. Leon, you... It isn't Raccoon City, but it's something that looks a lot like Raccoon City. It does. It yeah. really does. So, like, it's basically like, look, it's Resident Evil 2 again. You like Resident Evil 2, don't you? And it's like, well, this doesn't play anything like Resident right. Evil 2. And no, none of the rest of it. Like, Chris is in Shanghai. Mm. Why is he in Shanghai?
0: <laughs> who, who knows? The global
2: but, bioterrorism.
0: Well, it's, it's kind of... Like, I think it alludes to there being Umbrella... Uh, like offices there or shell like, companies and stuff. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. they're they're after, they're chasing down this like mysterious.
2: Yeah, I guess. source. They kept coming back because they tried to kill Umbrella in Resident Evil Four because, like at the start of the game, they're like Umbrella's out of business. Now we're dealing with Last Plagas. and that it was implied that like oh that's just Wesker, but then they're like oh there's Tricell, which yeah. might be Umbrella again. <laughs> yeah, like, what yeah. the fuck?
0: But um, it, it, it almost feels like they're they don't want to lose their old audience, so they're no. like they're throwing down those breadcrumbs, but mm. so in Resident Evil 7 I mean is this a complete
2: reboot or no it is a sequel to Resident Evil 6 they have said that it does take place after Resident Evil 6 Um in the demo there is a Polaroid you can find with a black chopper and if you the chopper has the umbrella logo on it I see and yeah. you turn it around and it says are they watching us so it's implied that I think if it's not something to do with like there's been an accidental like spillage of a virus somewhere and it's infected like Presumably there's a swamp somewhere. It's in Louisiana. There's going to be a swamp somewhere, yes. right? And it's infected the drinking water. And Umbrella are, like, watching them to see what's happening. Right. And that's why the family have been driven crazy. Because and like, the blog for, for the demo and stuff like that, um, it's implied they disappeared three years ago. The oh. game takes taste in 2017. They disappeared. And the tape that you find is actually a lost tape for two guys filming what is effective, like, you you know the series like Ghost Hunters and stuff like that? Yeah. They're filming that and they're like just breaking into abandoned mansions and like faking ghost encounters. Right, okay. Um, But then one guy like gets abducted by one of the family members who is, they're called the Bakers. Uh, There are three Bakers. There is uh, Adam Baker, am I getting that right? Um, Lucas Baker and uh, Marguerite Baker. And the fourth girl who may not be a Baker but is like a she looks like Sadako for the ring,
0: okay. basically. Um, is that... Um, so in the trailer, there's kind of a flash at the end and you see someone just standing there? That's right. Her, yeah. Right, Nobody okay.
2: knows who she is yet. But the, the Bakers are um, redneck family gone I see. So
0: it's another mystery.
2: Yeah. So it's it's all gonna go a bit pear-shaped near the end, obviously.
0: And is there a release for Resident Evil 7 yet? January 27th,
2: 2017. Right. Look forward to it. So it's very soon. Um, so Resident Evil 7 looks great. Um... We'll go back to what was in our last podcast for Final Fantasy fifteen we talked about Kingsglaive. Yeah. Now you mentioned in Kingsglaive, or the Kingsglave review, I should say. You
0: weren't really looking forward to the game? Yes. And you... So, so I, I can't say why without uh introducing spoilers again, but if you yeah. want to find out like our views on uh Kingsglaive and how it ties into Final Fantasy fifteen, um you can check out the other podcast. Um probably in the same place that you're listening to this mm. one. Um
2: so sorry, what was your question? The question was like so you obviously said that you you liked, you did enjoy King's and I it. Made you it. In, yeah, it, it intrigued you about like, what the game is about. Yeah. There was a new trailer for the game, and you told me a couple of days ago that you, it had you really excited for the game. Why is that?
0: Because it played the main theme from Final Fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> I see. <laughs> and I'm a sucker.
1: Nostalgia. Um,
0: That's true, yeah. It was, a, it was a very well-edited trailer. And yeah. a- also, so I, I think one of my complaints uh, to you was that I wasn't interested in uh, the boy band. Uh, uh, yeah, but I did watch the is it the Brotherhood the anime anime yeah. series, and I really enjoyed it. Like it's actually very good for an anime series. that ties yeah. in the game. I, I mean, I actually like the characters a bit more as yeah. a result. I I still think it's a bit like Boy Bandy, Boy Bandy, and yeah. Um, I'm uh, not sure how that's going to play out, but I uh, from seeing this final story trailer, I'm definitely interested. Mm. Um, the, I mean the the trailer pegs it as being a really epic
1: game. Mm. Yeah. Um, Despite all the sort of boy bandy parts of it, when it originally got, the, they brought out the original trailers and stuff like that, I was actually the complete opposite to you in that other than 14, which obviously I played with you a lot, I kind of stopped having any interests in the Final Fantasy franchise at about 8, I think I played a little bit of 9, mm. and then I gave up, and this is the first game since then that has, they've released a trailer for where I thought, Do you know what, actually maybe I would play a non-multiplayer version of Final Fantasy again.
0: Yes. And, See, and thank you for not uh, using Leona Lewis in this trailer. Because <laughs> yeah. that that really would have just turned me away. Yeah. Instead they've got Florence and the Machine. Yeah, but they don't play her in the trailer, do they? No, I think, not that. I true. think they're actually playing the the Overture and uh, another theme in the...
2: It's um, Omnis Lachrima is the song they use yeah. and uh, also the Final Fantasy Overture. Ah, uh, that old chestnut. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it was probably the best trailer released in quite a while for the game. Because... As much like if you look at like just standard gameplay footage for the game, like they've been releasing for the last year and a half, they've um,
0: launched quite a lot of gameplay footage.
2: It actually like if you ju- if you look at the gameplay footage alone, it looks great, despite the fact they're not actually showing you much. But what they are showing you does look good. The trailers are middling to terrible. Um, I don't think Square Enix of America know what they're doing in terms of marketing. Mm. Um, they I mean they 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 had the Titan fight as a demo at E three twenty sixteen and it, it sucked seemed, it,
0: yeah it looked really clunky Like it looked like the person playing it didn't know what they were doing yeah. and there was, a, there was a constant attack that was like almost on loop and that just made it look really lazy like it wasn't yeah. choreographed very well
2: yeah um, it, it was live gameplay demo um, which is why it sucked apparently the guy had bad nerves but right. like he's, he is the guy that was playing it is Square Enix is of America's head marketing guy
0: okay. so what does yeah. that
2: say Like if he can't play the game it doesn't say much good. I think it's a good argument for uh, pre-recorded demos at E3. Yeah. Really, yeah. I mean, I know people like people want like real-time demos because like we pre-recorded a bunch of, like that could just be a bullshot. Yeah, that could be like that could be the PC build. It's not going to look like that on a console. But then you have stuff like you. I mean, you'll obviously remember what happened with the Uncharted Four demo last year. No. It crashed. Oh, okay. It hard crashed. I, I totally missed that one. It hard crashed and they had to reset it for five minutes. Oh. Um, that happened last year, so I mean, like I understand the precedent for having live gameplay demos, and that, like it does reassure people and all that kind of thing, but there's always a risk it makes your game look worse because these things can happen yeah um, it,
0: it's a very brave move, I think, mm. um
1: especially for the head of marketing to do it and totally screw it up yeah well <laughs> I mean
0: it,
2: it definitely wasn't as bad as I made out, but it it did kind of it didn't make it look good, yeah, yeah, um. But yeah, like um, everything they've showed at Tokyo Game Show has been good so far. Um they've they've done quite a little bit for the game actually. Um one of the things that's cool is um Nyx Kingsglaive, yeah, the main character, um you can get his daggers in the game.
0: I so oh, I saw a poster annoying. of him standing behind uh of oh, yeah. Prince. It, it was a very nice poster.
2: Yeah, um that's one of the big things they're doing is that like, you can get his dagger in the game. They've not said how Presumably you'll meet Libertus, okay, um, and he'll say like him um, and his crap accent. Oh, um, Nix was great at saving Lucian Kingdom and all that kind of thing.
0: Because he did have the second dagger, he was he did yes. to... he did have
2: the second dagger. Um, so um, there's that. They're also releasing a drama CD, okay, which is strange.
0: Are they doing that in the the Western version as if well? Not saved yet. Um, that's that's very much a a Japanese thing. Yeah,
2: drama CDs are big in Japan. They yeah. are not so much here. Um. But yeah, like, um, it would be a bit weird. I mean, I'm assuming it'll just be, like, a standard thing. Like, it'll just be, like, conversations between the characters. Because there are different types of drama series you can get. Hmm. Um, some of them are just stories. Some of them, like, for the and Kagura games, can be strange. Um, but yeah, like, I'm assuming it'll just be, like, standard stories and stuff like that. Um, they are doing it for the deluxe versions of the Japanese game. So that'll be quite cool. Um PS4 Pro support they've confirmed for launch as well, cool. which so is
0: nice. Will that just be improved graphics and
2: shading? They have not said exactly what it is. They did show some gameplay footage where the lighting seemed a lot better okay. and the, f- the draw distance on like grass and trees and foliage was markedly improved. Cool. That'd, so That'd be interesting. Yeah, so that okay. should be pretty decent. Um, so that was the main things of Tokyo Game Show. Um, did you guys see anything else that you had in particular you wanted to mention?
0: So, uh, I didn't actually catch a lot of the Tokyo Game Show stuff. I, mm-hmm. I saw the the Resident Evil trailer, yeah. and I saw the Final Fantasy Story trailer, mm-hmm. and then uh, just before we started recording, we watched um, the gameplay footage from uh, The Last Guardian. Mm. So, can we talk about that for a little while?
2: Yeah, whatever. absolutely.
0: Um, so, The Last Guardian is the, the third game uh, in a series of games by... Sony Computer Entertainment Japan?
2: Um yeah, S C I E. Oh no, not not S C I E S C I J. Um so, sorry Computer Interactive Japan, if I'm not called now. Sure.
0: So the for the first one being Aiko, the sequel being sequel Spiritual Successor being Shadow of the Colossus. And th- this game was uh been long awaited. Mm. Um it was it was um first announced back in when the PlayStation 2 was the the current console. Um and it's gotten a lot of people excited for a very long time,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and t- typically, when games do that, like they they can never fully deliver. So there's there the jury's still out on whether it will, mm. um, or whether it will be like um, uh, a worthy successor to mm. to what like Shadow of the Colossus, arguably one of the 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 best games of all time, in my opinion. I really absolutely love that game. Mm. Um, so. I mean, we talk a bit about the the actual gameplay, I guess. And the, yeah, so you you play as a small small boy. Uh, he kind of looks priestly. He's wearing uh, like robes and has he's a got lot a bit of,
1: of a avatar feel.
0: He's yeah. got
2: tattoos all over him
1: as
0: yeah. well. Yeah, and he uh, he glows yellow.
2: Yeah, he's got he, a strange skin tone. He's
0: he's <laughs> he's seemingly uh, not part of the environment. He he doesn't have a like shadow. Uh, rendering on them, but uh, i mean that might just be from the the footage that's been released so far mm. uh and you're navigating this this large ancient world um with this this beast um which cat bird doggo cat bird doggo um the the triko yeah uh triko to, to, toriko toriko yes trico. um and it seems friendly towards you and uh it, it's it's a uh, you have to help each other throughout this world.
2: It's um, it starts off initially hostile, for what I'm aware. Um, so a lot of the game is like building trust, and a lot of the puzzles are based on having trust and interaction between the two characters. Obviously, you don't have any control over what Toriko does, mm-hmm. uh. but you have influence over what he does, and it's you becoming friends with him or it. There might be a she. Um, that's going to be obviously the big part of the game. Is like um, you becoming a team and working as a team and building that relationship with each other, and then it'll probably die at the end of the game.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Wow, um, that's
0: certainly a grim outlook. Yeah, but it's it's entirely possible in these kind of things. Mm. Uh, like to 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 build up a relationship with a character in a game, only to have it torn from you at the end. Uh, that's 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 only conjecture on our part, I anyway. Mean, yes. Yeah. Um, I don't know anybody in of Japan. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, I mean from the gameplay footage we saw, there's there's a few um it's like a puzzle platformer. Mm. Um you interact with elements around this uh temple, I guess. Or, yeah. or yeah, Cast Castle ruins. Uh,
2: ruins. ruins. Yeah, we'll go ruins. Ruins.
0: Um and uh it's quite interesting. I mean, the the, the way the uh, towards the end of the the gameplay demo, mm. um, it becomes a little bit more fast paced. Mm-hmm. Presumably, as as you're learning the controls. Um, initially, it was there were a few heads up um, hints that were telling the player what buttons did what. Yeah. Uh, and then, I mean, towards the end of this gameplay demo, uh, the ruins start to fall fall down around you, and um, it's it's really well. Uh, Choreographed, I felt mm. um, the way that the this AI character, the the Toriko, um, interacts with you. Yeah, and uh, it's definitely check out the the trailer. I don't want to give away like the the outcome. The outcome, yeah, but it's it was. I enjoyed watching it.
2: Yeah, it's um, like you say, it's it's how Toriko reacts and interacts with things. That's going to be the big appeal of the game because it's what's the word? It's ugly cute. Yeah, it's kind of like, it. like a pug. Yeah. It is so ugly
1: that it's adorable Yeah, and you can't help but love it.
2: And it's like reacting to the environment in different ways. Like it's not really sure, but it is. It's kind of like watching a puppy like yeah, trying to traverse a house. Um, it seems
1: very tentative throughout yeah. the whole gameplay, which obviously I assume plays into the game as a whole with, yeah. as you said, it building trust in you. And I'd like to think that maybe later on in the game, after it's released, you'll see people playing it and there's a lot more interaction and uh i mean in the gameplay that we watched obviously there's a there's a part of it where there's like vocal interaction Mm -hmm. and i couldn't quite decide whether that's automated and it happens or whether you you can choose
0: so in the previous uh games icon shadow of the process uh the the beckon command was Mm -hmm. uh used and in the first one i think it was is it yarda the, the girl that you're... Yorda, yeah. Yorda, that you're taking through the, the, the ruins and through this world. And then it's Argo and then... Yeah, you, know, Colossus. Yeah. you, you can beckon them to you okay. on,
2: on command. So
1: you do have some very basic interaction yeah. with it then.
2: So, uh, like... The, Which is nice. Last is very much just an evolution of what Team Eco have been doing for the last ten years, I think. Um, just building on what they've already established. So, like, obviously, elements of uh, um, Shadow of the Colossus are probably less there than they are... like for stuff for like eco because obviously like in eco it was again it was having a relationship with another character that you don't have any control over whereas in um, Shadow of the colossus is, it's actually actively hunting things down and climbing up things and that's really the the big gameplay element that comes back into last gardens climbing things because you, you have to climb up Treco because he's really big hmm. um so it'll be interesting to see like how everything plays in it looks very very polished like they've always spent a long time on this game. Yeah, it's, well, I'd it's hope so. really yeah. nice. <laughs> the, I mean
0: the attention to detail in the ruins, the the mechanical uh, levers and gears that are kind of moving in the background mm. and um even the the foliage and the lighting it was, mm. it was really quite nice.
2: So um yeah that's um out December the 6th as the last guardian now. So um hopefully it will be good. Um we shall see.
1: Just in time for Christmas.
2: Just in time for Christmas.
0: I am going to give it the benefit of the doubt as, as a fan of Shadow of the Colossus. It, it might very well disappoint me. Mm. Um, I don't have very high expectations of it. I, I kind of feel that one of the reasons that it's, it's it's coming out now is because there there was such big demand and uh, such a, a hoo-ha about you know, where's this game that's been in development for so mm. long. Um, but like I say, I'll, I'll give it the benefit of the doubt and... I think I'm going to pre-order this.
1: I feel like from the gameplay that if you don't pin all your hopes and dreams from the past however many years on it, then <laughs> it probably is a lovely game. Yeah. There's yeah, yeah. nothing wrong with it. But Don't, you don't set have, your hopes too high. You are going to have a lot of people butthurt if they have sky-high expectations because they've been waiting for it for so long that yeah. they've hyped it up so much.
2: The same is probably going to happen to Final Fantasy XV. Yeah. Um, people have... It's it's very easy to build high expectations again because like it's I'll, I could go into this footage ages, but I'm just going to keep it very short. Um, these games been delayed for a long time, like because of the landscape of how games media works, now mm. they're obligated to show you as much as they can, mm. despite not really being able to say when they're going to have this game out. Yeah. Um, so you'll find a lot of time like at uh, um, expos, they'll show uh, very early footage that won't look like anything like the old games. Or the final game, I should say, um, and people get angry and like justifiably so, especially with stuff like No Man's Sky and all that. That's a, that's a different. <laughs> I I I was waiting oh for God. it to come back to that. <laughs> that's a different. That's a completely different kettle of fish, But like, it's like fifteen. They've been shown gameplay footage of this current build of the game for a year and a half. It's a long time. It's a long time, and it's been the same area of the game over and over and over. And it does frustrate and people, but you've not got a choice. You yeah. have to show something.
0: You don't want to give away too much of your no. your plot as well. I mean,
1: otherwise you run the risk of going down the lines of movies these days. Yeah, yeah. I, I think pretty much the entire trailer is the film, so mm. it's pointing with fifteen. You know,
0: my my expectations are pretty low because of the platinum demo. Yeah, um, but I mean I, I, that's maybe a good thing because it means that you know I'm getting a bit excited from their marketing and from their their film tie yeah. But um, yeah, I'll. I'll, I'll I'll, uh, again, I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. I'm not going to judge it until I've played it.
2: Yeah. Um, so that's like, that was the main things I wanted to talk about for Tokyo Game Show. Is there anything else you guys wanted to talk about, though? There? There's one last thing I have, but it's just very bit short. Nah, no, battering. Um, so, VR games are a bit different in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So, there have, been, forward to this. there have been two VR games announced uh, one by Bandai Namco and one by D3 Publishing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bandai Namco is a summer lesson. Uh, which is being made by the Tekken team. Yep. Cool. Um, which is where you're a student, and then um, you just kind of have like slice of life stuff going on with a lassie in her bedroom. Nothing loot or body, but like you help her do homework mm. and stuff like that. And you just basically just get <laughs> like, um, like probably just get like quick flashes of arse and stuff like that. <laughs> panty um, shots. Panty shots, stuff like that. Um, but it looks, it looks fine. Like a mm-hmm. lot, like obviously the VR landscape's quite different over there. Um, I mean, you've probably heard the story of like um, when they had the VR porn expo in Akihabara, oh, and yes. they had to cancel it because it made the streets too busy.
0: I actually read quite a lot about that expo and the, the kind of technology. <laughs> that I was. bet you did. Well, I was interested <laughs> in VR, and like the the sex industry is always gonna.
2: Oh, they're going to push, are at the push every it yeah. they
0: are yeah I mean like if you go back to Betamax versus VHS and then uh, was it was HD DVD versus Blu-ray they yeah. kind of have they're the deciding role they, they know
2: things. they know where things are going
0: so you kind of you watch what the, the porn and the sex industry is doing and then you kind of get an idea of everybody, everybody
2: else, follows, else yeah. is <laughs> gonna go. well, I mean like a good example is like uh, I follow on Twitter I follow the um, account for Lampara which is a big electronic shop in Akihabara okay. and they were making a really big deal about VR headsets recently one of them was um, buy a VTR, VR headset. I think it was one of the cheaper ones. I think it, it may been an Oculus or a Samsung VR derivative thereof.
0: The Gear VR.
2: The Gear VR. It might have been yeah. Um, and they were selling like I think I wasn't. I couldn't read it very well because my Japanese isn't great. Um, but I think they were sh- selling upscaled conversions of old porn VHSes. <laughs> And they were, they they digitized it and made it VR compatible POV stuff.
1: Yeah, that's amazing.
2: Um, that's that's one way to sell hardware, though. It, yeah, it absolutely is. Um, and I think it was like eleven thousand yen for like that in two videos, which is actually really good. <laughs> um, were you price checking with competitors? <laughs> like I, I, already, I already know I all the fucking yen exchange rate anyway. I know what I'm talking about. Um, the other game that was announced is um, Happy Manager. Um, I will read the. Blood for Happy Manager. Please do.
0: I'm looking forward to this.
2: In the Happy Manager, the player will take on the role of an apartment manager with a building that houses just three girls. The player will interact with these residents <laughs> in a first person perspective, engaging in conversations and making use of the building's facilities, including a swimming pool and gym. Random events will also occur depending on the relationship the player builds with the tenants, such as <laughs> meeting in the locker room. And um, The three tenants, Shizuku Sakurai. Barbara Christine Tachibana <laughs> I like Barbara I like good... Barbara, Barbara. <laughs> Don't ever just call her Babs It has to be don't Barbara Christina ba- Tachibana Tachibana <laughs> Sorry Tachibana And and Himari Takeuchi um, They've been they've got their own little bios Um, First up in Room 302 Sakurai Shizuka Voice of my Nakahara Mai I don't know who she is Does anybody know um, anime VAs here? You, sh- you surely know some right? Like say you uh, not, believe it or not,
0: no I, I, no, I don't follow them.
2: God damn, you're a pleb. Uh, no, I don't know the Um Born into a wealthy family, she's very well-spoken and a beautiful young female. She may be very polite, but there are some times where she can act very odd. Um, she's also got immense curiosity when it comes to alcohol. <laughs> so head down to room 302 to talk to Sizuka or bring some alcohol and sit and drink with her. Maybe some new events will appear if you make her fall for you. Oh, wow. Um, room 204 is Tachibana Barbara Kish- Christine. Uh, who's a senior at Hanasaki High School. A very in-the-moment kind of girl. She's a bit of an outcast because she's um, of mixed ethnicity. I see. She works as a model. The final girl is um, a third-year student at Izumi Sakura University. She's 21. She's called Takiyama Himari. She's the eldest of the girls staying at 21. Wow. <laughs>
0: she's she's past it.
2: Often helps her <laughs> younger housemate. She's Christmas cake at this point, honestly. Um, <laughs> A very curious person who often gets excited by challenging you things, which gets a little over the top when she forgets to eat and sleep. Oh, man. Um, she's a garu. She wears uh, pink colours and stuff like that. Uh, um, the descriptions and the warning that the player may receive a slap for getting too handsy <laughs> suggest a video game designed specifically for Eastern sentimentalities.
0: It it sounds like a video game designed specifically for Ashley. I feel
1: like I need it in my life. It's the natural evolution to all the dating sims that I play.
2: Um, so I think that's due sometime next year for PlayStation 4 and PlayStation VR.
1: I am all over that. I will buy PlayStation VR just to play that game.
2: And Summer Lesson. But this, this actually sounds better than Summer Nah,
1: lesson. I'm not. Some, some, I'm over Summer Lesson.
2: This, this one is definitely the best. Um,
1: I need Happy Manager.
2: But like I mean, com-
1: I will be a very. Happy it it will be the
2: first of, of many games of its type, I'm sure. To be honest, I'll buy right, them all. I'm gonna play a bit of Devil's Advocate for like what some <laughs> of op- people's opinions may be. That sounds that that specific game sounds more entertaining than any other VR game for the West I know but I'm not kidding. I think it's a, the only game I'd put above it is Resident Evil
0: Seven. It's <laughs> it,
1: fun. It's a highly like,
0: optimistic. Idea of what being a landlord must be like.
1: Oh, oh yeah. It's, uh,
0: <laughs> it's a video yeah. game, of course it's not real. <laughs> video I games aren't real? No. Expectations rooted in reality.
1: I think you'd probably done. not be allowed to be a landlord anymore if you went, you know, swimming with your residents and you know, got a little handsy with them. Yeah, It's
2: okay, they'll give yeah. you a slap if you yeah. get an handsy.
1: Oh, that's true, <laughs> so, yeah.
0: It, it does sound like something out of Just a Just a gingchi. slap,
1: though, you won't get... You
0: this know. is where you need to bring in pain
2: receptors, like strap like a, an electrode oh, to God. your cheek or something like that.
0: Well, with with the uh, the Vive, uh, I'm pretty sure uh, Valve have said that they want to open source it to allow people
2: to make modifications. Mm. So, mm. like, it could good. be well, an idea. Depends, because, again, the Vive is PC only at the moment, and you know like, you know what Japanese devs can be like with PC? It can be a bit funny. Um, I, I know, like I'll, that's changed a lot in recent years because, like, there's a lot of Western-based publishers that are willing to take these games and bring them to PC. Um, there's
0: also a growing indie scene. Yeah, uh, um, which I mean, the Japanese indie scene has always been. It's do- always been there and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah
2: but I, it's
0: it's definitely becoming more mainstream now, especially yeah. with you know the the perceptions to
2: some of the bigger companies. Yeah. You could. You could argue—I don't know if you agree with this. No, but you could argue that Cave stories kickstarted the whole indie game thing. Modern mm. indie game scene. I don't. E- I don't know how old it is. Cave Story came out in two thousand and four. Right. Mm, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it definitely super... has like big, Im- like big implications for like games like Braid. Yeah, um, stuff like that. It, so, it was
0: super well received in the West, mm. and uh, it's certainly one of the older examples that I know of, coming out in two thousand four. But I mean, there's always been the kind of uh, the vendors in Akiba who would be selling CDs that they'd printed off on their
2: yeah. Like, I've got, their own tower I, I do stuff. have a couple of like Soft games. Like there's, um, I mean, Toho is a big example. It is, yeah. Um, it's, that's
0: it's possibly the biggest.
2: Yeah, um, I mean, the earliest games for that were like PC ninety eight, so in like, mid nineties. Um, then uh, I think I've got one. It's um, it's a Reader Die game. Okay. You know what about Reader Die, right? I've heard of it. Yeah. It's... Yeah. Um, it's called Elevator Action. It's a remake of Elevator Action. Okay. Um but you play as your Die characters, which okay. is quite cool. I think that was only sold at Comicat. Um I got it um through a torrent at one point years and years <laughs> ago. Um but like, there's there's hundreds of games like that and they've existed for ages. Like I mean, a really good example again is uh, Melty Blood mm. um which is a doujin Soft fighting game based on a uh, Tsugimi. Um the company that make that, French bread, I think they're called, um, now make Fighting games like that are actually like played actively in the competitive scene and stuff like that. Cool. They make them for actual consoles. Like, uh, Melty Blood is actually like was taken in by the creators of Tsukihime and it's actually canon. Mm. So like that got a PS2 release, all that kind of thing. So like it just goes to show like if you make a game good enough, like you can even if it's a small Japanese developer making like a fighting game in their spare time, which is what Melty Blood was. Yeah. You can go above beyond. I I think the
0: the industry is dying for new ideas and popular Mm -hmm. uh, communities. So, I mean, yeah. Mm -hmm. Indies can definitely take things further than they they used to be able to. Mm
2: -hmm. But, uh, yeah. So, um, that's all I want to talk about in terms of um, Tokyo Game Show and stuff like that. Um, How much time do we have left, You reckon?
0: Uh, Allow me to just check. Apologies for...
2: Cut this out, it's fine. Nobody will. Uh, so th- we're about forty-seven minutes in, right? Okay. Well, that makes it a bit short. So I've got one last um, c- curveball here. Okay. Oh. What What games have you been playing? Tell me. <laughs> I have been playing this week. Uh, Deus
0: Ex, Mankind Divided, or yeah. Human Revolution. Uh, Mankind Divided, right. Uh, which is the the latest game? Yeah. Um, I was actually I, I snuck in the uh, the first mission before you you got here. Oh, cheeky! Uh, which is why the room was such a mess and Fancy. is still such a mess. Also, do you just like
2: throw stuff about when you're playing video games? I do, yeah. Like your camera equipment. Yeah, yeah that's, and
1: that's why he's not allowed in the living room to play them anymore. <laughs> <Yes.
2: laughs> Stop throwing all the pictures everywhere. Yeah. Relegated
0: to the bedroom. Um, and uh, the final station as well, which is a little indie game. Mm. Um, that was that... frustrating. Yeah, did you play?
1: No, but we watched the gameplay videos or Let's Play kind of style videos of other people playing it on YouTube. Right. Mm. It was very frustrating. So I can imagine watching you play it would also be frustrating. I
0: I think, yeah. So it's, um, to give a a brief description, uh, this game is interspersed with uh, 2D shooter action Mm. uh, and it's it's a limited resource game. So you maybe, you know, you have to traverse the level to find Mm. an item. But you only have a limited number of uh bullets. Mm. And so so you have to make a lot of careful choices. Do I open this door? You know, if there might be something behind it. Mm. Uh, I won't go into details about what. Um but is it like a roguelike? Uh yeah. Yeah, mm. I, I think I think it would be fair to describe it as a roguelike. Um and it's also so each level is kind of connected by these train journeys mm. uh as you travel from location to location. During which time you have to maintain the the, the train that you're the conductor of, mm. and uh, keep the, the your passengers alive. Uh, some of them may have injuries. You mm. know you have to feed them, um, and there are
1: they're very whiny.
0: They're, they're they they complain a lot. <laughs> but it's a uh, it's a surprisingly polished uh, indie title. It's available on Steam, um, but. Yeah, definitely check it out. And some some of the Let's Play videos that we saw, I can't remember who in particular, but they...
1: They were entertaining.
0: They were entertaining, which is the main thing, but they weren't very good.
1: No, it was quite frustrating watching them. All I can watch all
0: Let's All of know. their passengers died. I
1: just end up screaming at the television because I'm like, this is happening, look there, what are you doing?
0: So, Ash, what have you been playing?
1: <laughs> so, I've exclusively been playing dating sims. Ah, uh, oh, they're so bigger mobile phones, aren't they? I've been playing a lot of Honey Pop, because uh, I got to alpha mode, because I'm that good.
0: She's she's very good at honeypop.
1: I'm very good at honeypop. Our,
2: our good friend Johnny gifted that me on Steam. I have, oh, I have played it. It's, it's quite good, actually. It's quite good. What's, uh,
1: can
0: you describe what honeypop is, like so, how, how you play that?
1: Yeah, so honeypop, uh, you... The first aspect of it is kind of typical dating stem style. You meet a variety of different girls in different situations. Mm. Um, you have conversations with them, so you ask them questions about themselves, what's your height, what's your weight, what's your cup size, because that's a normal thing to ask a girl that you've just met. They think it's hilarious, though. They're like, oh, ho, ho, you're so cute, I'll tell you.
0: Well, not all of them. Some of them are really mean.
1: Well, some of them are really mean, but they still tell you. Like they, They're not embarrassed about it, they don't care. They don't but, think it's weird or
0: you got? You, I mean, you having. have your different uh, kind of like...
1: Yeah, so you've got...
0: Lady types. Yeah, you've got so, you're, there's a there's a
1: Sun, Sun and there's a Yan there's a Yan was there the, a Yan
2: there oh that's interesting
1: there's a there's a little cutie pie who's really sweet there's a very innocent uh, kind of innocent spiritual kind of girl there's a milf she is the mother of one of the other girls <laughs> that you
2: date.
1: Um... So yeah, there's there's loads of different types of girls. Uh, you kind of get to know them through asking them questions, which you get points for, which you can use to buy them gifts, um, so that they like you more. Uh, when you talk to them, they will also occasionally ask the questions back to you and get quite pissy when you answer them wrong. So, you know, dating... Ultimately, by the time you finish the game, you're dating 12 girls at once. Kind of hard to keep together whose last name's what and who weighs what.
0: I was going to say it's kind of like real life, but up until you told me you're dating twelve girls at once.
1: Yeah, I'm dating twelve girls at once. So player,
2: but, but the, the actual the actual dating aspect is yeah. the puzzle game.
1: Yeah, uh, you're basically playing like Bejeweled or one of the puzzle various... bubble. Yeah, played, like to me. Yeah, so. one of the various other like match three or four of a kind of. Oh, uh, yeah, a little bubble icons. Um, Match the
2: three things and the things fall down.
1: Yeah, so each girl has a trait that she really likes and each girl has a trait that she's not so keen on so you have to you have to play it to each girl individually um, mm. and so it's not too simple. They throw in different icons that ruin it for you.
0: But essentially you've, you've completed that on normal mode now you're able to yeah, play I've, again I've, on... Yeah, I've
1: completed it on normal mode and now I'm playing it on alpha mode so each date gets progressively more difficult. Um, so that there's a challenge to it still, because after you've gotten twelve girls' panties, not so much challenge to it.
0: You kind of lose interest.
1: Yeah, you kind of like, oh <laughs> eh, well, what's the point? are oh, um, you
0: oh, you playing anything else?
1: Well, uh, yeah, I, I played Mystic Messenger on my phone.
2: Mystic Messenger. Yeah. Oh, totally, Mystic Meg. <laughs> the Sun. It's. It's another dating. It's another dating.
0: Oh with,
1: with Korean boys this time.
0: Oh, K-pop. Ash likes a bit of diversity.
1: Yeah, I, I like to, you know, mix it up. Is it a, North Koreans? In. That would be interesting. No. They don't specify, but I'm going to assume they're probably...
2: One of them called Kim Jong-un.
1: I say they're... He's one of
2: them of an interesting atomic bomb. <laughs> oh my
1: goodness. I say they're Korean. The developers of the game are Korean. Okay. So yeah. th- the characters, I don't think at any point they specify that they're Korean.
0: So it's a Korean dating sim, not a dating Korean sim? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, So how does that work on your phone then? What's different about this?
1: Um, So because it's on your phone uh, it plays like a messenger app. Uh So you open the game and on your phone you have the capacity to phone them and they phone you. You can text them and they also have their own private chat room. So you start off the game that you get your own phone hacked or you find a hacked phone and you get led to an apartment and then after you get to the apartment, you are involved in this secret chat room with an organization organization of boys who arrange parties.
0: I have to say, this sounds really shady.
1: It is because then you are trapped in the apartment and you are not oh allowed my to God. leave. Oh God! You have to stay there and this work. This sounds
2: like Silent Hill Four.
1: You have to stay. You have to stay there and work while you also converse with and romance these boys. Oh my God! Wow. Yeah,
2: I played one of those um, mobile dating sims for a while. It wasn't. it was a dating sim. It was called Drift Girls. Um, it was. Again, it was a Korean dev. Um, I think it was Korean or Thai, one of the two. Mm. Um, and the concept was it was a racing game, which was based on drift gameplay. This gets into what I was I've been playing. Don't worry, it does. <laughs> um, and basically, like you'd have to like touch. I think you had to touch screen or like tilt controller at this point. You had to drift as well as possible in the corners because the car drove them themselves, uh-huh. as they do tend to in racing games based yeah. on mobiles. But like the better you drifted. She would have an orgasm when you drink into the corner, (laughs) just like real life. Just like real (sighs) life, Um, and that was the entire point of the game. But like, it has English voice acting, and I think I had to turn the sound off because it was too embarrassing to listen. I can imagine, yeah, especially on the bus. How much you've been paid to do this? I can't take this anymore. (laughs) (laughs) There is
1: something embarrassing about listening to simulated orgasm sounds, unless you're me and it's honey pop, in which case it's just satisfying.
0: I don't know. I, I was starting to feel slightly uncomfortable. Yeah, you, were, you you were
1: kind of uncomfortable about it, but you also but played a little that, bit of it. I,
0: I, I taught I, you. I'm <laughs> going to be entirely honest. You could like hand me Candy Crush, and I would play it. Yeah. I I really love uh like puzzle yeah. uh like a bubble bubble games. No yeah,
2: and yeah, um, there's a good one on S M K system called Money Money Idol Exchanger, which is quite good as well. Which I have played on a couple of Neo Geo systems. But like back to what you were saying. Oh no, no. Uh, what else have you? Been yeah, playing?
1: what uh, you said it led into it. Yeah, you were, uh, so I've been playing
2: Ridge Racer Type Four. Oh right, um, really cool. Ridge Racer Type 4 I've <laughs> never played before until I bought it off of eBay for a fiver. Um and Perfect in that case was good. Discs are perfect. I was really impressed actually. And he shipped it out like five days before it was meant to. Um AA Plus. A plus would buy again. A plus 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 seller. Um but like I'd never played it at the time, but I always wanted to because I had like a, Ridge Racer Type Four is like an amazing aesthetic to it. mm. Um it's all minimalist and yellow and black. And I didn't realise at the time, like that permeates like everything in the game. Like, everything. It's not just like the marketing. Like the entire game is designed to look like something of almost art house. Yeah, it's all way. it's all
0: branded and it's really like yeah. monochrome.
2: And it's got all like it's got all this like in universe branding, like there's Pack Racing Club and there's like um Dig Racing Team. It's all based on like old eighties arcade mascots that Namco used to have. Like Dig Dog, um um what was it? Not Galerians, That's the PlayStation One game, Galaga, mm. um, Pac Man, all that kind of thing, and it's all like designed really well. It's all consistent and it. it rocks. It's so cool. Um, but the gameplay is amazing. Like it's really, really great. Um, I'm not much one for racing games in general, mm-hmm. but I do like more arcade style ones. Yeah. Um, and this is like the best example of an arcade racer I've ever played in my life. Um, like the drifting, like you've got two different types of cars. There's drift cars and um, grip cars. Grip cars are boring because <laughs> you just you just go around the corners normally. Drift cars are cool and amazing and make you like Bad get X. girls better. Um, because like the it's not just like you hold the brake and you turn the corner like the way the game actually works is like you have to work through your drift like so you have to as you go into the corner you have like go at X, which is the accelerator in this instance, push it to the left with the wheel and then start tapping X. To rev your engine, which pushes the back of your car backwards onto the outside of the corner. You start drifting, but you're still accelerating. But then you have to know when to let go of the accelerator and then put your foot back on the gas and stop tapping makes you and feel come like back around right the corner. Total badass, when oh, you perfectly execute. A oh, drift. it's amazing. Um, it's such a good game. Um, there's like 320 cars in it as well, like, there's um, four different. Um, campaign modes which are like eight races each.
0: And this is PS1? PS1, yeah. yeah. Late PS1. So it's it's really good for its time as well. Oh it was
2: excellent for its time. And the music, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god the music. It's all like this nineties um, electronic house. Um, oh my god it's fantastic. Perfect
1: for racing too.
2: <laughs> it really is. Um it's they've also got their own like mascot Rico. Um, and the entire opening cutscene is her breaking the heel on her shoe and getting a pick up for one of the drivers.
0: I, I still remember it, and yeah. I know we were talking about it before the podcast last week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, my brother owned that game, and I, I borrowed it from him. Like yeah. I, I remember at the time, oh, this is the future. These graphics are incredible. Yeah, and I could go back and now and just be like, wow, <laughs>
2: it's it's still okay looking for the time. Like it does, it doesn't look great now, Obviously, there's much better racing games.
0: Sure, but one for, for, for a PS1 game, though? For a PS1
2: game, it's actually one of the better-looking PS1's games Sweet. on that system. Um, I've also been playing Pac-Man Championship Edition 2, which is really good. It's Pac-Man, but really fast.
0: You did... Uh, yeah, you sent me a, a message about that during the week as well. I checked it out. Yeah. It, it is super fast. I mean, this is like, uh, like a timing... speed?
2: Timing type game, yeah. <laughs> it's, it, the original Pac-Man Championship Edition was designed by the same man... Who designed the original Pac-Man? Mm. So it is like it's legitimate, it is an actual success of the Pac-Man. Cool. Um so what it is is like with obviously the a normal Pac-Man, you complete one maze and that's it, and you go to the next maze. With this one, you've got like a timer, like five minutes. Um and every maze you complete, like, um, makes the game faster. Um, and also introduces like more ghosts mm. sequentially. Like there's still only four, but like it introduces them quicker. And the ghosts are quicker themselves. and there's also like um like mini ghosts which start following the bigger ghosts uh, they don't hurt you on their own but they make the bigger ghosts like harder to avoid it's kind of like Snake okay. all the ghosts are playing Snake Um and the game gets faster and faster and faster until it goes to like 50 times speed Um and then like you eat a power pill and you think you eat like every single ghost on the entire map which can be up to 100 I think Um and I guess the score uh, the score multiplier goes completely batshit Um <laughs> I think like the the high score you can get is like four million. Um, that's the world record at the moment. It's four point wow. three or some of like that. Um, but like it's so fast, but it's really really satisfying to play. Um, the controls are really t- because obviously there's not much to it. It's, it's still Pac-Man. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's up, down, left, right, click, the purple. Um, you can actually drift with Pac-Man as well, though. <laughs> um, like you, you press left before you go into a left corner, and like sparks come at the back of him, uh-huh. and you turn the corner quicker. That's there. incredible! Nice. That's um,
0: really fun- amazing that they've taken like the the classic and then not only just made it faster. They've yeah. they've introduced like drift mechanics. Yeah,
2: Um you can also break Pac-Man. So like if you if you're coming up to a ghost, you can break and turn around. Um, which okay. is, it's weird. Like um, a lot of the changes they've made are like so when you say bright do you mean decelerate like yeah oh I yeah. actually like stop Pac Man and turn oh, around. Wow okay. Um but like it's got a really cool aesthetic to it as well. Like it's all like neon and bright. Um it, it did look quite trippy. It's very, very trippy. It's like um it's like being in a, a club. Um but Pac Man is the club. It's incredible. Um the music's fantastic. It's all like um like happy hardcore and stuff like that and different types of there's some dubstep and all that kind of thing as well it's obviously they've just went like because the original ch- uh, championship edition was a bit like that hmm. um, but like I think it was just like Namco being a bit weird and they were like oh we'll make it a bit like this but it was really popular so they're just like we'll just completely go balls to the ball with it hmm. and it's basically like Pac-Man if they dropped like a full tab of acid <laughs> and went out to the club and started like saying that he, he missed your mind and all that kind of stuff. So where can people check that out? Um, It is out on PS4 and Steam. I believe it is out on Xbox One as well. Um, a tenner. And I would say it's worth a tenner. That's not bad. Sounds
1: It sounds pretty good. It sounds like very fun. It kind of makes me think of... Is it... Was it Choo Choo Rocket, the one that I was yeah. obsessed with, with the little cat?
0: on the Dreamcast. Cat, cat TV. No, no, the no PSN It one. was
1: a, yeah, it was a it was a PSN one that we we got a while ago. And it
0: was on. Uh, Brian made
1: me turn it off F- because it because of the music and the trippy lighting, <sighs> it he was like, "You need to stop." <laughs> it, it,
2: it does sound like the kind of thing you enjoy. It's yeah. very fun. There's a free demo as
0: well. So so well worth we'll, well trying out. Shall we finish up there? For this yeah, week? sure, absolutely. Cool. So thank you both for joining me. Especially Ashley, you must be knackered. Yeah, uh,
1: absolutely exhausted
0: and uh, Dave cheers for coming through quite alright and I've been Brian thanks for tuning in to the podcast and we will see you again soon
2: bye bye